are you an event planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker to engage and captivate your audience? I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, and I I am definitely your girl. I'm now booking into 2022 and 2023 to be on your stage either in person or virtually. I have a whole setup that I can do it virtually with great quality uh, equipment and stuff. So that's amazing and I would love to chat with your audience and share my story of how I overcame significant challenges in my own life and turned my hobby into a million dollar business with no formal education and zero previous experience. Hint, it's all about confidence and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. Book me for your next event. Head on over to www.rebeccahamiltonco.com. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping, woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. Guess what? You can now be featured on our podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk. We've got different packages to choose from listed on my website, RebeccaHamiltonCo.com, and you can get your product, service, or podcast noticed by advertising with us on our podcast. With thousands of downloads and listeners, we are often featured on the top 100 podcast charts across Canada in the entrepreneurship category, which is absolutely incredible. So let us help you to increase your sales, expand your audience by reaching our loyal listeners. Now let's get into our podcast for today. You give me the look. Yeah, because we just literally talked yeah. about it. We're doing that one or the other one? This first one. one? Sure. Cool. You know what the first one is? Or no? You're starting the podcast off. Oh, so. am I? Yeah. So just tell me the literally the topic. <laughs> you do You the said topic. what we do differently. Huh? Huh? Just do it. What? Just do it. Do what? Just talk about what Are we're doing. Are you doing your blooper right now? No. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? That's awesome. Okay. I'm ready. I'm fucking born awesome. ready. I'm one guy that says he's been do- doing the cold shower thing. Oh, yeah? Ending the shower with cold showers. Ooh, that's a step in no. the right direction. No. Okay. All right. So we are back at our podcasting, which we're super excited about. Uh, we had a really good 
busy holiday season and then New Year's and everything. And my birthday was yesterday. So it's been a busy time, but we are back on our podcast and really excited to be here. Yeah, back and ready to roll. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's awesome. We always get so excited um, starting out with the new year with new goals and new things to look forward to uh, in our personal life and in our business life. So it's just a really productive and fun time of year for us because we like reevaluate things and then get really excited for what we're going to work on for this year. Yeah, exactly. And and the irony of this is that um, we used to go away for January, um, which is like the opposite of that. That was so so stupid. We um, should have gone away like at the end of the year because like the beginning of the year is like exciting. You got a whole new year ahead. And like, I don't know, I get fired up to like just do new things and and everything like that. And then why did we start our year going on vacation? We should end our year doing that. That was weird. I feel like our strategy was that like people didn't want to eat dessert in January uh, because of their New Year's resolutions, but that's actually not true. We get lots of orders in January. January is a very busy month. Yeah. Yeah. People, uh, it's it's surprising. But so now we know. And um, yeah, we need to reevaluate what that month will look like in the future. Yes. Probably November. November's our slowest time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we are talking about new year, new goals, and what we're going to be doing differently this year uh, in terms of goal setting and, I don't know, just being, I guess. We're doing it so different than any year we've ever done it. And I feel like it is a different approach than what anyone else does when it comes to New Year's goals or New Year's resolutions or anything like that. And so we decided, because in years past, I don't know about you guys, but I am definitely the person who was on trying to get into the fitness journey. And I was totally that person where I would be super pumped to to start it and get on my health journey. And then literally by February, I would be like, what gym? I don't know about a gym. Do you know about a gym? No. (laughs) So I was totally that person um, that would think of the area that I need to improve the most on. So basically, like, what area am I the weakest in? You are the weakest link. Uh, And that was always fitness for me. And so I would, uh, my goal, I would set my New Year's resolution or New Year's goals aligned with what my weakness was. And so Chad and I thought that this year, what if we worked on our strengths to improve our yeah, strengths? Exactly. And so the reason behind this um, is actually amazing because if you think about, um, you know, how we, we kind of determined that this was a great example was, um, you know, if you think about a professional athlete, right? Um, you know, they're not spending their time like let's just use i don't know basketball for example right you know some of the the best basketball players they're not they're spending all their time you know shooting free throws and shooting the basketball and and everything surrounding that day and night non-stop right um i always thought to myself you know why do professional athletes need to practice right they are already experts and talented at what they do what what is practice you know gonna do right um but it's actually gonna do wonders because if you can become 
even greater at what you're already good at that's what's gonna separate you yeah. from so many other people so um, true. and we felt like we were doing things backwards in years past when it came to goal setting you know you think of society they're always saying um, you know uh, focus on your weaknesses or you know that's a, a you know something you should improve on right um, I like literally believe that to up until this year like I full-heartedly believe that and I do think there's certain situations where you do need to really work on some of your weaknesses for example like um, it's definitely important and crucial to growth and happiness and I think that I didn't really know how to describe this but like I think that character flaws or negative personality traits are the exception to this rule so like if you're struggling with severe anger issues or eating disorders or drug and alcohol problems or anything that prohibits you from living a happy and healthy life um, and prohibits you from focusing on your strength, then I think absolutely put all your focus onto that until you're into a better place and then go back to focusing on your strength. So if there's anything like that that you need to work on first, you'll never be able to, you know, improve your strengths until you get over those issues first. So I definitely think there's a time and a place for that. But Chad and I had always really been focusing on our weaknesses overall, which like he's saying, you can't, when we actually thought about it, you cannot become like the world's greatest anything if you are always trying to improve your weaknesses and not focusing on your strengths. And to use your example, like I was thinking like, you know, the great people of the world, like Wayne Gretzky or Tiger Woods or Adele or Lady Gaga or anyone like that, who is exceptionally uh, talented, Imagine if they didn't focus on their gifts like hockey, golf, or music, and they pursued a variety of different things trying to improve their weaknesses, they would never be who they are and they would never have the opportunity to become great. And so that really got us thinking uh, about our strengths and how I like I really have not been using them the last couple of years, I would say. Um, when I started the business, I was full on using my strength of creativity, which is my strength, so, which I'm going to be working on. Uh, mine is creativity. And what is yours? Yeah, so mine is um, communication, basically talking and speaking. Basically and, talking. Um, relationships. Yeah. And so... Once we sat down and thought about what our strengths were and how little we had been focusing on it within the last few years, uh, because we've been so focused on working on our weaknesses, like for me, my weakness would be talking. So, um, and I've been really focusing on that a lot lately and putting that first and foremost because I have always perceived that as a weakness, which I've definitely noticed huge improvements in that area, but like I would never be exceptionally great at it because it's not necessarily my gift. My gift is introversion and creativity. That is my definite gift for sure. Um, I have a wildly creative imagination that runs rampant at all times. And if I 
put all my energy into focusing on that, I think that I can come up with some really, really cool things uh, in terms of I I use it in different ways. Uh, I've been using it in like creating content, videos, uh, artwork. But I mean, obviously, my primary focus would be on dessert. That's the fun part. That's why I started my business to begin with. So yeah, I think that it's really interesting when we think of these, the world's greatest people of anything. And to Chad's point, like he says that they practice, they don't just practice like, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays. They literally practice every day for like, I don't know, probably like eight or 12 hours a day. So that's a lot of yeah, practicing so, on a strength. So the strength. really cool thing about this concept, once we realize this for you know anyone that's listening, is that um, if you want to try to determine what your strengths are, the best way to figure that out, um, what your gift is, is what is something that you, when you spend time doing this, like it, it does not seem like work. Like it's so fun. Um, you know, maybe to other people it seems silly or a waste of time, or maybe you get, um, you know, heckled on, on, oh, you're wasting time doing that, or why are you doing that again, or what, you know, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's that thing where time flies by. Yeah. You do it completely effortlessly. You can spend hours on end doing it and come out of that still full of energy. And in fact, it actually, um, fuels more energy for you and um yeah when we kind of ask those questions to ourselves for me it was definitely talking um you know being around other people communicating building relationships just connecting with others like i i can do that um you know from dusk till dawn and i'm fired up and and ready to go and it, it fuels my energy whereas with rebecca it's the opposite for her it's um you know being really creative and kind of having that quiet space and that's what um fuels your battery and charges you up so um, why don't you share how that does that for you yeah well i really like uh the point of like the example that you used of how time passes by and you don't even know it uh because it's basically the end of january at this point and so we've only really both been focusing on this since January 1st, essentially, since we discovered that that's what we were going to work on this year. And so it's been a few weeks of us really tuning into that. And it is definitely one of those situations where if you are doing the thing that you love to do and that you're the most talented at, you do not even know what time it is. It will be like 7 a.m. And then all of a sudden it's 7 p.m. And you're like, what? I'm not even done yet. I'm like, I still have so much energy to keep going and I love it. And I'm just like all wrapped up in it. And uh, it's, I don't know, for me, I was like, because I have been in that mode, like anytime I get into the creative zone, I... I it always happens the same way and I just like lose all track of time. I don't think about anything else. I don't check my social media. I literally turn all my notifications off because I do not like getting distracted. I forget to eat half the time. I it's just like a complete loss of like everything else and so I you're in the zone you're in the zone and I had always thought like I don't know why but I I literally thought it was like unhealthy to be in that zone because like I would forget to eat and I would then I would feel like I, I don't know it just it consumed me and I felt like it was like almost 
like OCD to a certain extent um, because you just get so obsessed with it and you get so fired up and so energized. And so I had always perceived it as potentially a negative thing, even though I freaking loved it and I had so much fun uh, being wrapped up in that mindset. But I, I didn't know if it was, you know, healthy or not to be like that. But now I've realized that that is just a sign that it's your gift. And so this year I'm going to be doing that but making sure that I eat and making sure that I still make time for my morning yeah, and drink my water and still have time for my morning routine and everything like that. Because what happens is when you're in your zone and you're working on your strength, uh, you wake up, you're excited to wake up and do that and get right into it. And uh, sometimes you can really neglect yourself because you're just so excited to do it. Yeah, so um, when you said earlier about being obsessive, yeah, you know, typically that has a negative connotation. But mm-hmm. what we've realized last month is like, you know, that's really that's a positive thing because if you think about some of the greatest people in the world, mm-hmm. like you're damn right, they're obsessed with whatever they're great at, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they spend every waking moment. Like you think about, yeah, any professional athlete or, um, you know, the musicians, like you said, Gaga, Dell, these artists, they're spending all the time, um, you know, just engulfed in that, right? And totally. the only um, reason I feel like people think of obsession as a negative connotation is, is from other people. So the, yeah. you know, when you hear, oh, you know, you're still doing that, like go to bed or like whatever. Right. You know, it's like, or who cares? they want you to selfishly spend more time with yeah. them. There's usually and a hidden, so hidden reason there's for a that. hidden agenda yeah. usually for that. They're not like, yeah. oh, that's great. You're obsessed with it and you love it and you're happy. I'm happy for you. It's usually a, like a selfish reason coming from a good place. They obviously love you and want to spend time with you. But at the end of the day, I mean, that doesn't, uh, serve you really, you know what I mean? If you're, you know, hearing from your family and friends all the time that you're obsessed and that you should scale back or whatever. I mean, you shouldn't scale back if you're doing what you love and it's a healthy thing to do, you know? Exactly. So yeah, we've had so much fun the last month and, um, you know, I know that you can attest to this that we've talked about, Hey, are you even happier? And we're like, yeah, like I'm happier. This is great. Um, and I know a lot of people listening to this may be thinking, okay, well, that sounds great, but you know, I got kids and I got these commitments and I got this and I got that, um, which I get, but, um, to be honest, you also have, um, certain amount of time in your day that you're probably watching TV yeah, or TV's a big that time you're probably suck. doing or mindless, social media. Uh, or social media or yeah. any other form of mindless activity that clearly is not your gift that you can be spending. <laughs> yeah. Is watching doing TV your gift? Right? No, it's no one's gift. It's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's about carving out like, I mean, those are the excuses that everybody, uh, you know, always uses for why they don't want to do something is yeah, that, so true. Oh, I don't have time. I don't have this or I have kids or, um, you know, I, I live in, you know, Timbuktu and if I only live like whatever. Right. So, um, yeah. So I feel like it's important to be like, Hey, this is figure out what it is. And then, um, don't do like, don't worry about what anybody thinks. Um, 
you know, surround yourself with people that support that type of um, activity and that environment that you're trying to create. Because if you want to be awesome at what it is you love to do um, and not um, just work in that mundane type of, uh, you know, work environment or home environment or whatever it is that's not filling your soul, you need to carve that out and make that a priority. And, you know, one thing I did want to circle back to is that if you think about, you know, Lady Gaga or Tiger Woods or if some, oh, you know, you need to be more open minded or you need to whatever their personal flaw may be. OK, sure. Right. But that's not going to make them the best golfer in the world. That's not going to make her the, you know, most world renowned artist in the world. Like, of course, you need those baseline things so that you're not just like uh, unpleasant to be around. And yeah. of course, like you said earlier, you want to bring those up to a base level at least. Yes. So the weaknesses should not be completely dismissed. They need to be brought up to a base level so that you can, um, you know, because uh, they support each other. Like yeah, other that's parts a good of way your, to say it. Yeah. So those those weaknesses do support other areas yeah. of what you're trying to do. So get them to a base level. But you don't need to because like think about this. If I suck at something. I could spend, uh, you know, 12 hours doing something that somebody who has a natural gift can do it in just two hours. That's a really good point. And I remember like when I thought of that analogy earlier this month, I was like, oh my God, like just think about that concept. It's like if you hire somebody to fix, I don't know, your sink or something. It's like you could go on YouTube, you could figure it out, you could spend all day long. You get them out here, they do it in like 20 minutes because they do it all day, every day. It's like their jam, right? So when I thought of that analogy, I'm like, like think about the wasted time so much wasted time so on, true. on all these weaknesses like you know and that's what you're saying about last year and years past like just okay that's great it wasn't completely wasted of course because like i said yeah. you did need to bring that up to a base level to be able to you know because those are definitely transferable skills that bleed into other areas oh yeah definitely um, helps to improve your life but yeah. should not be the main focus in yeah. your life like your main focus in your life should be your gift so if you're looking at like uh, a percentage maybe you would do like 90% your gift and then work 10% on your weaknesses every single day. Like that's a good, uh, I think that's a good way to look at it. Exactly. And, and the, the coolest thing, and, and you can hear it in our voices is like, you know, it seems like now, like when we, like at the end of the day, we're like, oh, what'd you do? And you're like, oh, I did this and whatever. And I'm like, so much wow, more that's fun. So cool. And I'm like, oh, I did this. And then we kind of have a conversation like, and we're just like, you know, in our voices, in our energy, like our energy is just boosted. So instead of like, you know, having that whole 7, 8 p.m., like you feel like you, you know, got smacked upside the head by your typical day. Yeah. You know, we still have all kinds of energy in our in our evenings because we're spending majority of our day doing the things that fill our cup and that, you know, fuel that battery, fuel that energy source. Um, and that's fantastic. And, and you, you build confidence along the, along the way too, like just in yourself of like yeah. where you're going with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you are using your strength every single day for like 90% of your day, then you are definitely going to be happier, less stressed and 
definitely more confident. You're just, that's just a fact. And uh, I feel like our strengths help us grow faster than when we focus on improving our weaknesses. Because like you said, uh, you know, if you do something you're not good at, it takes you like five times longer to do it than if it was your strength, right? And so like, we, Chad and I always talk about it because we're like opposites in so many ways. And I would be like, it's the equivalent to, you know, you coming up with a really creative idea or a creative product line or something like that. It would take you all week and it wouldn't be half as good as something I could come up with in, you know, like an hour, let's say, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And vice versa, when it comes to you uh, communicating and being a people person and all of that kind of stuff and talking, you know what I mean? It comes more natural to you. So naturally you do it quicker, better, more efficient, and you're happier, right? Exactly. So I think that's really, really interesting uh, point to focus on that. And so when we're talking about like how to know what your gift or strength is, and we said like, you know, you know what your gift or your strength is. It's just a matter of if you're using it or not every day. And you don't have to have a business or you don't have to be your own entrepreneur to use your strength every day. You just need to find a job or a position that utilizes your strength most of the time and that will create the same level of happiness uh, in your life. Like for example, if you're a quiet, introverted person who gets drained easily from a lot of people interaction and stuff like that, you probably don't work at Starbucks. Don't yeah, don't work at Starbucks. Don't be a receptionist. Don't be the person at the front. Don't be a hostess. Those are positions where extroverts thrive or people people, persons, people, people uh, thrive in those environments. And then you go do something that is creative. Maybe you write, you know, content or for magazines or something that you are interested in. And it's a creative and fulfilling job for you or a quieter work environment. And there is lots of jobs out there. There is a job for everyone out there within um, other industries and stuff like that, where you do not have to be a business owner. You don't have to start your own business. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. That is not for everyone, okay? (laughs) And I just think like, I've gotten so many uh, emails and, and DMs and stuff like that about you know, uh, people who have read my book, The Million Dollar Bakery, and they have went on to quit their jobs and start a business, which I think that it is amazing. And I'm so humbled and grateful that they, you know, found my book so impactful that that's the route they're going to take. And I think that that is amazing. But I also think that being an entrepreneur and a business owner is not the lifestyle for everyone. And I think that I feel like I made that really clear in my book when I talked about all my challenges and struggles and stuff like that. So um, I just think it's really important to know that when you're following other people or you're looking up to different mentors and stuff like that, 
to also take into consideration what you want your life to look like every day. You know what I mean? Like maybe your family life is is so important and you just love spending so much time with your family and stuff like that. Like don't be a business owner then because it takes up a good chunk of your time um, if you want your business to actually be successful. So there's pros and cons to everything, but don't be fooled by the highlight reels on Instagram of everybody, you know, raving about how being their own boss and an own entrepreneur is like the the be all and end all of success, because I will tell you it is not. And if you're not made for it, and if that is not the path you're meant to take, you're just going to keep struggling along the way until you learn your lesson and realize it because I believe that the universe is there to teach you and point you in the right direction. And if you're going in the opposite direction, you're going to get a lot of hard lessons along the way. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, to to go back to your point about, um, you know, like if you work for somebody else, like, you, yeah, you don't have all the additional um, responsibilities. And yes. so if, if, you know, spending time with, you know, your family and your kids and all that is like really important to you. Um, that's a really good gig like that's oh, yeah. um, but but th- the thing you want to make sure you do in fact um, make sure is that it is something that aligns with your gift so yes. you know the example that you gave right it's like the extrovert is stuff you should be around people if you're an introvert like your primary job duty and obviously you know, I, I don't want to confuse people like there are going to be times and no mm-hmm. matter what job you do where you're going to have to turn that switch on or off. Um, you know, we 100%. have to do it too. even yeah. there's times where I have to be a little, you know, creative and there's times where Rebecca has to obviously be more social than she'd like to. Um, so these are things that you do have to kind of turn on and off. But but what we're trying to say is that <clears throat> if you approach like if you look at your current job right now, if you do not spend 90% of that job doing your gift and your gift, once again, um, is not like, okay, you know, my gift is I love to make really fancy pens. Okay, well, that's, you're creative then. So the, it, what's the underlying trait, yes, right? <clears throat> so, that's important. You know, what's that or you're handy or whatever the case is, right? So yeah. what is that underlying trait? That's your gift. Once again, you can use that in many facets. Yeah. If that should be 90% of your current job. So if, you, if you're listening to this right now and 90% of your current job that you're in right now is the complete opposite of what you know is your gift, mm-hmm. then I'm sorry to tell you that it's only a matter of time and you may already be miserable now or you will be down the road. So exactly. You know, I know it sucks to think, okay, but hopefully this will maybe be a wake up call. Like, you know, maybe I don't want to start a business, but I would, I want to do more of the gift. And why don't you go work for a company where you can actually spend 90% of the time in that space? Because, yes. you know, anything we ever talk about, and even in our own lives or the podcast or anything you see online, I mean, it's all about happiness. Happiness is like yes. the underlying thing everybody wants, right? Totally. So, you know, life's too short to walk around being miserable, you know, going about the motions. So yeah, take some time. Like this podcast is, is super important in reference to like, you know, I feel like it can impact so many people, like yes. people that work in a job, people that are entrepreneurs, people that aren't, people that like so many different, um, you know, angles of that. So yeah, take the time to be like, Am I doing that most of the time? If you are, you probably feel like you have a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, and you can probably be like, oh, amen. Like, what he's saying makes sense. Like, you know, I'm feeling that. That's what I'm kind of living right now. And of course, there's still going to be struggles. And, you yeah. know, we're not immune to, you know, even when we're living in our gift, we're certainly not immune to 
life in general and frustrations and unexpected events and all that kind of stuff that can happen. Uh, but the main difference is you're, you're in a very different state of mind mm-hmm. when those things happen, which then allows you to be happier um, and handle those challenges head on. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even uh, when it comes to us running our business, when we get when we hire employees and stuff like that, we can tell really early on, like what their underlying uh, gift is. If they're more on the creative side, then we put them on, you know, cake decorating or dessert decorating. And they're more on the quiet side. Uh, because that's more back of the house Mm -hmm. style. And then if they're more like extroverted and fun and they love, they get fueled up by people, then they do better, you know, with the customer service and the people side of things. And we definitely set the precedence that they, you know, you know, in order to work like for our company that we need flexibility in order, maybe one day you'll be doing something you don't want to do, but it's not going to be the majority of all day, every day, right? Because it's really, important to us that you know our employees are happy at work and they love what they do and the only way to make that happen is to put them in a position where they're naturally good at that and they're thriving in that you know what I mean because nobody is going to do good work nobody's going to be that productive when they're doing something that's like the opposite of their gift right And so, for example, to go back to your point about uh, everybody, you know, has an underlying uh, feature of their gift. And so mine is creativity. And, you know, I a lot of people when I get interviewed on podcasts and, and shows and stuff like that, ask me, like, you must you know, love baking and you must just love like, you know, baking. (laughs) And uh, it's just a common thing that always comes up. And of course, like I I grew up baking and I, I loved baking, but like I just chose to pursue baking in a creative way. Like it was my creative outlet. Right. And for me, it just, it just happened to be like, I, I choose to to pursue baking and start a bakery business so that I can utilize my creativity. But I could have also opened like a a painting shop or I I don't, I don't know what else I would have opened, but like something else creative, like photography, like I love photography and I'm good at photography and stuff like that. I could have pursued that as an option. There's so many different options once you discover what your gift is that you can pursue, which is amazing because I mean, there's an endless amount of options and the same thing for you with, with, you know, communication and talking and you using your voice and stuff like that. I mean, you're, you're on the podcast doing this, you you're doing videos now you're managing staff, customer service, like you're doing all of those things. And there's so many other things that you can pursue with your gift of communication. So that's why it's so important to discover what your gift is. And then maybe just brainstorm like, you know, 25 different ideas of jobs that are aligned with what your actual gift is. 
that would be a good activity to do. Yeah, exactly, right? So that's what I'm saying, the actual trade, um, the skill that you have, everybody has a skill. Don't think that you don't. No. Um, you know what that is. It's typically in the form of a hobby that it gets outletted as opposed to work, and that's yeah, the difference, that's right? that's true. You know, so, um, you know, what's a hobby that you love doing that, um, you know, it's not like, okay, well, I really like crochet, and I feel like I could be the world's best cro- Okay, well, you, that that's means great. You're, you're creative. creative. So that's what I was yeah. saying earlier about the pen thing, or you're handy, or you're creative. Like, that's the activity from the underlying gift of being creative, right? Yeah. So just like how, you know, athletes are really good, maybe, you know, Wayne Gretzky's really good at hockey, but like he's very athletic. I'm sure he could have been good at any sport yeah. almost, right? So it's about honing, like honing your strength in one area and spending the majority of your time in that area right exactly and that's gonna lead to happiness and fulfillment and ultimately success like i literally think this is the actual key to success and i'm really excited that we have figured that out this year starting this year and we are going to put all of our effort into pursuing each of our strengths and I think that it's going to just blow everything up. And I think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait to see it. We're both excited, right on the right track. Hopefully this inspired anybody that's listening. And uh, yeah, a lot of things that are probably running through your mind right now. And um, I mean, that's the goal. That's the intent of why we're sharing this stuff. Um, these are things that we're constantly um, learning, tweaking, figuring out. Um, using our past. Okay, that didn't work. That did work. Let's try this. Let's try that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's the goal of why we're sharing this. It wouldn't be fun if we just kind of kept to ourselves. And, you know, that's what we enjoy doing. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, when you're listening to podcasts or other people who are uh, speaking or further ahead or more successful than you are, um, and they're sharing their tips and stuff like that, right? It's really helpful to learn from other people who have achieved success because those are the best people to learn from because they've been there and they've gone through it and they've achieved something great, right? Um, but also to keep in mind what your gift is and don't get distracted by, oh, you know, so-and-so is really good at that. So maybe I should, I should try and pursue that that I'm not good at that like don't get distracted by what other people are doing and what other people's strengths are and confuse that um, for the only road to success because I honestly think that it's it comes down to what your actual true gift is and I know for me it's really easy to watch these conferences and these speakers and stuff like that who have like endless amounts of energy and like they're talking on stage every single day all day and while I love I've learned to love public speaking and stuff like that it's it's not something that I would do all day every day that would drain the crap out of me right and so it's important for me not to look at those people and be like oh i need to do this every single day 
that's not my actual gift. My actual gift is creativity. So that's what I need to do all day, every day. And then, you know, maybe once a month, I will schedule uh, public speaking engagements or my cake decorating classes, which are filled with lots of people. Um, And I'll have fun with it in that way. But it's not going to be my main source of, you know, revenue, I guess, all day, every day. So that's pretty much all I have to say about this topic um, but because I'm just learning about it as I go, but I just thought it was such an interesting concept that Chad and I are both on board with this year. And so we'll continue to talk about it and see how it goes. And we'll share what we learn with you along the way. And uh, really can't wait for that. But one thing that I think that you guys should do is go and figure out what your true gift is right now. And write down, like I said, 25 at least different career choices that you could pursue that are aligned with your gift and just see where this exercise takes you because I think that it will be eye-opening for a lot of people because I can guarantee you a lot of people are not pursuing their gift for the majority of their day and the majority of their life because that's why you know people complain how miserable and how tired they are uh, all the time you know in their social media and stuff like that and that's the reason why they're so drained and tired all the time and miserable is because they're not living a lot a life that's aligned with their gift yeah it's awesome spot on and also chad has an instagram account now so you guys should go follow him he is chad at check boss cake uh which is easy to remember because mine is rebecca at check boss cake and he's got some great video content on there for you guys to watch and listen to because he's a great communicator and so go give him a follow and uh we'll talk to you guys soon 